0: We're so glad you could join us. Here we like to highlight the best of humanity while offering a dose of positivity to help brighten your day. But more importantly, we want you to know whatever you're going through, whatever you're feeling, you're not alone. We're here to stand with you. I'm Chuck Brandon,
1: And I'm Amy Malwa And this is A World of Hope.
0: So, Amy, April is beginning to wind down, and, you know, things are slowly starting to open back up uh, in various parts of the country here. So, well, it's kind of an exciting time, uh, being honest.
1: Yeah, I mean, we went out to dinner for the first time.
0: Indoor dining? or
1: uh, No, we, we did sit out on the patio. Okay, nice. But it was the first time that we've actually eaten somewhere other than our house so <laughs> <laughs> that was different
0: <laughs> I, I feel that yeah i have actually yet to uh, yeah yet to eat at a place outside or in i have done pickup plenty of times but yeah
1: yeah 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 no that's that's different but this was yeah actually eating somewhere else
0: that's exciting
1: it was a little awkward there's there's some inconsistencies in uh alleged policies that this particular restaurant said was in place it was what it was but we had it was a delicious dinner it was a nice it was a really nice night to eat out anyways like just it was gorgeous outside so it was it was good and then yeah today I mean it's just it's been it's been nice to just do little things that I realized haven't done this in a really long time right I was talking with a a friend and um, they had posted pictures. They also went out to eat with a couple of friends and it was a really nice outdoor patio at this restaurant. And I just, I commented on the fact that like, that looks amazing, whatever you're eating first of all, but then like the setting, it looks like the perfect, it's the perfect place to eat. And uh, and he replied, yep, I cried. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's been that long since i've eaten out somewhere i cried it was, i was like i don't blame you that looks like the perfect experience right there my friend
0: <laughs> i get that feeling man because i know me dude and honestly like when i especially returning to indoor dining and i think it's more symbolic of just kind of like what we were talking about with disneyland reopening it's just kind of this idea of returning to somewhat some new normal kind of thing mm-hmm. right <laughs> But dude, I yeah, I I guarantee you, like, I'll probably walk into like an Olive Garden or something, and I'll start tearing up, you know, <laughs> just just to be like in that atmosphere and just grabbing a booth somewhere and just yeah, enjoying a meal like that. Uh, it, it's so simple, but yet, oh man, yeah, that'd just be everything right now, to be honest. So I I, I totally get that vibe for sure.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think once we can get to the point where like I don't second guess hugs right because i'm a hugger like you, i it's just that that physical touch part has been yeah definitely so like like no touchy that's like completely ingrained in me and like i ah i just i want that gone if, if that could <laughs> if that could go away
0: you know and it's interesting too because i you know i would never have classified myself as like a hugger or super like you know like touchy feely person per se I guess I never realized maybe how much I was that because when you took it away from me, it's like, it's one of those cases you don't realize what you did until it's gone, you know? Right. And right. just not having that human, like physical connection with people. Yeah. It's, it's draining, man. Like it, you just, it, it crept up on me. And, you know, yeah, it's like we have Zoom and, you know, FaceTime and all these things, but at some point it's like you need more than just a screen <laughs> to, to engage with people, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's definitely not the same, for sure. So
1: Definitely, definitely. It is a very different experience. Very different. I don't know. I I feel like I I didn't realize how big of a germaphobe I actually was. I didn't think I was, honestly. But the last year, it has become quite evident that I do have (laughs) some... So, like, I've been going through hand sanitizer like you would not believe. My hands hurt so bad because they're so dried out from constantly washing my hands all the time and using hand sanitizer probably way more than i need to um but i think it's just this finding the balance you know what i mean
0: and that that's the key yeah
1: being precautious to the point where like it's not overly obsessive right that's kind of where i need to work on finding a better balance i think i will confess to um all of the the friends of mine who have had their vaccinations (laughs) we 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 ask each other are you doing hugs (laughs) are you
0: doing hugs (laughs) yeah
1: (laughs) and and you know there there's 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 hugging masked hugging i will take
0: it yeah I think that's a fair thing to do once you're vaccinated, for sure. Yeah,
1: I think once once that feels a little more normal because it just it, it still feels weird, but, you know. It does; it feels weird. I think that will be for me that feeling of like, <sighs>
0: okay, <laughs> yeah, <laughs>
1: this this is better. No, I definitely feel that. But in the meantime, I'll take the little pieces of normalcy, you know, the going going out with with friends for dinner and. And, you know, that kind of thing. So it's been good.
0: In addition to the restaurants, I think another significant moment for me will be when I actually step foot into a movie theater again and watch a movie.
1: Yeah, I can't remember.
0: The the last movie I watched in the theater was The Invisible Man. I think it was like early March. So like right, like on the cusp.
1: Right beforehand, yeah.
0: I, I used to live like right next to a movie theater. So it was so, and it was one of those discount theaters to boot. So it was like $7 every show. and. It was just so nice to just, you know, I I got to a point where I really enjoyed going to the movies, even if it was just by myself, because it was almost like just this, just nice little experience to get away for a minute, you know? Mm -hmm. And uh, I found that, yeah, I've really missed the movie going experience. Yeah. We have like all these great like streaming services and, but it's just, you know, because perfect example, like I watched on HBO Max, I finally watched the Kong vs Godzilla movie the other day. (laughs) Uh, I mean, I won't comment on the movie, but there's some scenes that I'm like, dude, this would have hit way more if I was in like a theater or like an IMAX showing or something like that, you know. And uh, yeah, I just really miss the movie going experience. And there's this whole communal aspect of it, too. Like when you're watching a movie with an audience and Mm -hmm. you kind of like have that shared emotional experience, you know, or like where there's like this just energy about it right especially if you're watching like a marvel film or something like everybody's like clapping or laughing or or whatever at certain points so but that's missed you know i can't really replicate that <laughs> you know streaming it <laughs> off of disney plus uh i mean i probably could try but people think i'm crazy so
1: i was trying to think back on what the last movie was that i saw in the theaters and i it's been so long for me that i can't remember but um I did buy one of those because um, I would usually go to the big uh, Harkins Theater at the mall close by. Mm.
0: Right, right. And
1: yeah. um, and I would get their loyalty cup and their popcorn special that they would always do, you know, so that you would get whatever it is, a medium-sized popcorn every time you go. Sure. And then you bring your loyalty cup back in and you get like, I think it's a dollar refill or I don't know, it was some sort of deal, right? And I looked and I was like, I think I got like two drinks out of my 2020 cup. (laughs) It didn't really get used at all. Again, it's that like community experience that you brought up that I think doing things like I can't wait for concerts and theater to come back, you know, to be normal again.
0: Yeah, definitely. Because
1: it is, there's something about
0: there's just an energy collectively, yeah, yeah, collectively
1: experiencing like music together or a movie together or a play or a musical, you know, whatever it is. Um, But doing that, processing it, and being in the room together as a group, right? And that experience is unlike anything else, you know. And it's been super great to have things like Netflix and Amazon Prime and you know all Disney Plus to entertain me and. Um, YouTube and like super creative friends who've like figured out a way during the pandemic for you know all of the different musician and actor and actress friends that they had you know they had normally would be doing shows you know on a given Saturday night and they had no shows to do. What did they do? They created a YouTube network and now there's comedy improv shows on one night and music shows on another and you know they they came up with a whole like way for them to um be able to still kind of have that experience but there is definitely something unique about experiencing it together um after i got my vaccine we actually like had a small group of us like watch it together we were all safe and socially distanced outside and, and you know whatever Very cool. but there's something about watching it together with other people that like it's different you know and i miss that so Ah, baby steps, right? Baby steps.
0: There you go. That's yeah, exactly right. Baby steps. You know, and and like I said, we're uh, you know, there's there's a little bit of light shown through the tunnel. So I'm I'm uh, eager to pass on through. <laughs> <laughs> on that note, though, let's say we uh, we bring a little more hope into the conversation. Uh, what what do you have for us this week?
1: I have something different. I don't know. Maybe it's not so different because I feel like a lot of the things that I pick. Least within the last few weeks tend to, I don't know, have weird earthy vibes, and I mean it is <laughs> it is Earth Day this week.
0: Appropriate, yeah.
1: so I feel like this fits in. So this article comes from the Good News Network, and it's about a company uh, called Smart Wool, and they're known for their socks, and beyond that, they are doing what they can to help out the planet, which, you know, I, I like our planet and I want to save our planet and try to help it as much as, as much as I can in, in weird, you know, whatever weird little ways I can figure out. I'm, I'm not um, as avid about it as other people that I know who are like, they put me to shame with the amount that they recycle and upcycle and reuse and, um, just have all these clever ways that they help our planet. But what I liked about this article is that it talks about this company and the fact that socks who knew are one of the most discarded pieces of apparel.
0: I guess I could see that though. Like you get holy socks or you
1: know. I, I feel like kids, kids don't get home ec anymore. Right. So they're not learning how to like, sew theirs you know, you learn how to repair those holes instead of like, I feel like, after our generation, I think I think I think we still had home ec when I was in school. I think I didn't take it. <laughs> I think it was still offered though.
0: I took it. Yeah, I did. T- honestly, though, they didn't they didn't teach sewing or anything though. Oh I, really? I did, yeah, I did learn how to make a very terrible cake, but that's another story. Okay. Well, yeah. in any case, I feel like skills like
1: repairing socks or just repairing things in general, we've become a world that. We use a lot of one time things. Yeah. And if, if if it breaks or instead of repairing it, we throw it away and we get a new one. And um and so socks, who knew? I had no clue, but apparently they are one of the most thrown away pieces of clothing, articles of clothing that are around.
0: If you look at like let's say Walmart, right? Yeah, you know, like what does it cost to buy a pair of socks? Like two bucks. Mm-hmm. You know? So I, I think yeah. for most people say, like, oh, I'll just toss this boy. I'll just Buy some new lunch, you know, and so yeah, I think that that's part of the problem. But yeah,
1: yeah. So, what this uh, company, Smart Wool, I guess they are uh, a brand that's based out of Colorado. Um, one of the things that they are known for, aside from having these super cozy, high quality, great wool socks, is that they would take the socks back to recycle. And what I think is super cool is that this article says that as of Earth Day, which is April 22nd, Smart Wool will be recycling your old socks, no matter the brand. And um, there will be, I think until May 2nd, the article says, um, there will be certain uh, retailers and they'll have collection bins. And you can just drop them in those bins. Um, or you can mail them to the company, um, but they, I think you have to buy something from the website first, and you can get a mailer bag um, in your order when you check out. But what they do is that instead of those socks ending up in landfills, they will utilize and recycle those socks, and they'll go into dog beds. They'll become the filling. For dog beds that they will have available for sale at, around Christmas time. That's smart. I like that. Which I think is like the coolest way to re- upcycle and reuse something. You know, instead of um, having it waste away in a landfill. I just love that this company took that initiative to do what they could. I mean, they they saw the problem. They were already doing it for their socks, and now they've expanded it to any sock, which I think is is just really awesome but i I don't know if it was earth day being on the horizon or or just where my heart has been but it made me happy to know that that they were doing something to reduce the amount of waste
0: that's awesome man and and it's such a ingenious thing and i i love it because number one yeah you're getting rid of this waste right needless waste with the songs Mm -hmm. but also you know, you're uh, creating these like cool dog beds that now have like an awesome story, you know? So it's it's going to allow that product to stand out amongst a sea of other dog beds, mm-hmm. right? Like, hey, get a, get an upcycled dog bed, like, you know? And so for people uh, who are very conscious about that, yeah, that's a great thing. That's, that's awesome.
1: Yeah, and I was just, I was blown away. They, I guess Smartwool did a survey and found that over 80% of the respondents recycle their used clothing uh but 91 percent of them were throwing away more than one pair of socks per year and i guarantee you i fall into that category
0: i think we all do yeah i mean that's yeah. yeah
1: but that contributes to about 11.3 tons of textile waste that ends up in our landfills every year which is just
0: it's a lot of socks
1: outlandish to think about so when i think of the the waste problem and and just all of our planet's problems <laughs> just on an ecological side like it's overwhelming but if you break it down to like what is one little thing that I can do that will make a difference, and that if we all do that together collectively, it will add up to something huge. That right there, eleven point three tons of waste not ending up in our landfills—that's huge. So, anyways, kudos to uh, Smart Wool for their um, sock recycling. Totally think that's absolutely incredible, and I applaud them for for taking on this this task of of recycling all socks for Earth Day. So um, I did look up um, the store location. There is one location um, that I saw for Idaho. Oh,
0: there you go. Nice. I
1: don't know how close it is, but, um, and then I found one. There's a a place in Costa Mesa here for Southern California folks um, that I got super excited that there's something close by for us to go drop off our socks to. But there's a, a rundown of, of different locations in different states. Hopefully, there's one close by. I might have to take a little uh, jaunt through my sock drawer. <laughs> yeah, I, and, I was thinking. Uh, the same find thing. all the holy ones, yeah. the ones that are just worn too thin or stretched, you know, stretched beyond use. That I'm the weirdo who I'll just keep them because they're random extra socks in case I need them. But if I know that they're being used for something awesome, like giving our furry friends a nice cozy bed i'm all for it so
0: oh that's great that's great
1: anyways that's my good news for for this week how about you what you got
0: well i have another fun kind of inspirational story that comes out of uh, louisiana so this is in the advocate and uh, it's a story um about uh, jesse hamilton who was i guess a cook for a fraternity at lsu louisiana state university uh from like the mid 80s to the late 90s i believe and i guess she uh she became known as kind of a lot of these uh boys as like second mom that's what they would call her <laughs> and so she she made like a connection with them and and really like just went out of her way to listen to their problems like she basically kind of became like they're sort of uh therapist in a way. Cause they, they were, as she was cooking meals in the kitchen, like they would come in and just kind of plop down and tell her all their troubles. And, you know, so clearly she made a very impressionable, wonderful relationship with all of these guys. And uh, later in life. So ju- recently uh, one, one of the uh, graduates decided to check in on Jesse and found out that she was uh, struggling with paying her mortgage and you know it looked like she was uh, at 74 she was never going to be able to retire mm. because she just had all these bills and you know things just pile up all the uh, past frat members decided to get together and they raised the money to pay off her mortgage so they they all kind of banded together and uh pulled their money and uh yeah decided to pay off her mortgage and on top of that give her an additional seven thousand dollars just you know for the heck of it uh to live on or to do what she wanted with and so they all uh, got together and uh declared the day jesse hamilton day and uh, they presented her with these two giant checks it was this fun little presentation uh, Hmm. around the college i believe and uh you could tell like she was just so uh struck by what these guys did for her and you know it was just kind of this touching little ceremony and uh you know again it just i love the story cuz it harks back to you know what we constantly talk about and that's just taking the time to uh make a relationship with somebody open yourself mm-hmm. up to you know inviting someone into your life and just that human connection and you just never know where that's going to lead and you know and clearly in this case like she made a wonderful impression on these men and uh, they clearly never forgot about her and, and they were quick to help her out. You know, I mean, that's pretty powerful to, to raise money to pay off a mortgage. And so she went from wondering when she was going to retire to, Hey, now I can put my last day in like <laughs> things are good. And, and that's just such a beautiful thing. And it, it just speaks to the power of human connection. Like it, it's just so inspiring to me. And, and I, I feel like. There, there's so many stories like this out there and that's what i love about doing this show is it just highlights just the good of people and you know so often like in the the news and, and whatnot we you know we focus on the negative and just how terrible things are right but it's stories like this that at its core like yeah we have disagreements but at our core like we're most of the people out here are good people you know and we want to take care of each other so that is what this story uh brought to me it's just so hope-filled like it's just such a great story and uh i i love these types of stories it's just great
1: same yeah no that's awesome
0: so that is my story of hope and i i think we had a couple good ones here you know yours is perfect for earth day you know and mine's kind of a tearjerker inspirational (sighs) you know uh, again it represents the power of giving and and everything so If you'd like to read more about these, you can find them in our show notes, worldofhopes.com. They're definitely a couple great stories. All right. But before we get out of here, you know, as we always like to do, uh, Amy and I will offer up a recommendation, something to uh, keep us busy during times when we're, you know, still uh, at home for the most part. So Amy, what what do you have to recommend to us this week?
1: Well, my recommendation uh, comes to us from Netflix. I'm following a tiny bit in your shoes, nice. except apparently I'm on this documentary kick, um, and, and apparently I'm a little obsessed with nature and our planet right now. I, again, this is a very timely Earth Day, uh, recommendation. I like it. It's a nature documentary from 2019 and it's a series, actually, on Netflix called Our Planet. Oh, okay. And uh, it's a, a collaboration between the World Wildlife Fund, Netflix, and Silverback Films. And it's just a really incredible way to experience the planet's natural beauty through this, like, intense footage. I just, I would love to meet the people captured the footage that they used uh, I've only seen I haven't seen the whole series yet but I'm completely sucked into it now I, I ju- it just it feels like you're there like I I just would love to find out more about <laughs> the whole process of how they captured the footage for for this because it's just there are some crazy scenes that I'm like how on earth <laughs> did they get that but it's, I mean, absolute beauty. I, I was laughing. <laughs> there's, there's some crazy bird scenes like that had me completely entertained.
0: Oh man, you, you now you have my attention.
1: <laughs> there's, there's one particular bird that I was like, oh my gosh, this reminds me of that crazy bird from the, the Three Caballeros uh, Disney film. You know, the crazy bird that sings and jumps around the screen, and I don't know. Anyways, <laughs> they do this whole thing pretty often with a lot of the footage where they um it's like either time lapse footage or they speed up the film so that what the creatures are doing is a little bit faster than normal but it's just it's really cool the way that they capture some of these moments but of course it's it's uh also got the the angle of looking at how climate change uh really impacts all of the living creatures around the world and the different unique ecosystems like of the rainforest of the oceans of the deserts of you know all these places where climate change is changing life for these creatures that live there and um kind of what's the implication of that and it's just there was a there was a whole scene that was from greenland and you literally w- watch um i forget how how much they gave the measurements and the weight of the amount of this iceberg that broke off but it was basically like it was a part of a glacier that literally you watched it melt and fall and collapse into the ocean and just like oh it was just intense anyways it's uh I'm really enjoying it and I feel like it's it's a very timely time I mean the film was released in 2019 so I've apparently missed it until now.
0: I've seen it floating around Netflix but I haven't watched it yet so you have me intrigued though. I do normally enjoy good nature documentary like I like you were saying like just the shots and everything like you yeah, there's some spectacular stuff they can do with these things it's great. And then tying that to climate change—that's that's yeah timely for sure.
1: There were moments where I was like, I literally feel like I'm right there with these animals. <laughs> it was it was very intense. Um, it's also uh, narrated by Sir David Attenborough. Oh, very cool! Like just got the perfect voice. Yeah, for, that's great for something like this. And, anyways, it's definitely worth the time. I'm in really enjoying it so far. So that's my recommendation for, for this uh, episode, Uh, our planet on Netflix.
0: I like it. It, uh, I'm going to add it to my queue. It's awesome.
1: (laughs) All right. So what's you, what's your pick? What are you recommending for us this week?
0: All right. So I, uh, I'm kind of going to uh, continue my podcast streak here because I have another podcast I'm going to recommend. <laughs> okay. And uh, this one, it's a fun one. So it's uh, it's a celebrity podcast. Uh, do you do you know who Michael Rosenbaum is? Does that name mean anything yes. to you? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So he has a podcast. It's called Inside of You with Michael Rosenbaum. Yes,
1: I've actually I listened to it. Oh, awesome. Okay. <laughs> Yeah.
0: Dude, I love this show because okay, it's kind of a typical interview show, right? He picks a celebrity, interviews him, but just the way like he he's able to get these intimate details from some of these celebrities, having them talk about like their struggles with anxiety and you know the pressure of being in Hollywood and things like that. Uh, it's, ju- it's just kind of a refreshing conversation because it, it seems like most of these people like you could tell like either he's friends with them or, or they feel comfortable with him because their guard mm-hmm. is down, you know, mm-hmm. and, and so many other interviews you hear these uh, actors give you can tell like their guards up like they're not really giving much of themselves. It's kind of all about the products and what they're there to, to pitch or whatever, or, you know, to promote. Yeah, yeah, here it's just all about them it's just all about them and you know he has he's had some great guests and you know there there's uh some good ones early on too with like jennifer love hewitt and Kristen bell and even dave batista from guardians of the galaxy uh just th- these guys just talk about like their everyday struggles with uh you know depression anxiety uh medications things like that and you're just like wow you know it, it it's relatable content and it, it's just uh yeah it's been interesting to watch and some for some of these celebrities like i uh, i just have newfound respect for them because i'm like wow they're, they're dealing with a lot of things i'm dealing with <laughs> you know it, it, it's just interesting hearing these open and honest and raw conversations you know and i think yeah, that's yeah. what's so great about the podcasting medium and i i love that he was able to clue into that that that's what people are looking for you know podcast is such an intimate format and just having these intimate conversations and you know and of course the inside of you it's a fun little pun (laughs) like (laughs) there's truth too right because you're learning so much about these people you really are getting inside their head to a degree Mm -hmm. and uh yeah it's such a fun listen
1: there's definitely something to be said about transparency and authenticity and that's what you get from these moments so yeah
0: yeah definitely it's a podcast that i look forward to every week you know and uh yeah it's it's a good one so inside of you with michael rosenbaum uh if you're uh if you're into uh podcasts at all or if you're you're just a fan of celebrity talk i I think you'll find something different refreshing here so it's worth your time
1: great picks i approve
0: that's all (laughs) i was looking for
1: okay good (laughs) we can go home then we're done There,
0: there you go mission accomplished check All right. well I think that about does it for this episode if you enjoyed your time with us the best way to ensure you never miss a conversation is to subscribe and follow the podcast you can find out how to do that at worldofhopes.com
1: and if you would like a little extra dose of hope to carry you through between episodes you can always find us on Instagram we are at awo hopes and we're there sharing hope and smiles all throughout the week we would love to connect with you and also we'd love to hear your stories of hope so you can find us there well until next time take care bye everyone I feel like I was did expecting. Did to do a Mr. Miyagi moment there? <laughs> did I, you, I, I did. So, I don't know <laughs> what it
0: was. If it was a, something just <laughs> flew by. That would have been awesome if you would have caught it. <laughs> I don't know if I did. <laughs> just like casually like. Just, yeah, as I was saying. <laughs> like, uh, I, ju- I just. I, I can podcast uh, and catch flies out of the air. That's what I do. I,
1: you know, multi-talented here. <laughs>
0: Oh, that's great. (laughs)